welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is the fabulous Jennifer. Hey, everybody. And before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe down below, comment, and share this content with your friends and your enemies. And don't forget to do all the social media stuff with all of the social media places and things, the liking, the subscribing, the following, all the stuff. Absolutely. And if you'll notice, we're wearing our Achenbach for Congress campaign shirts. And if you'd like to get your own, head on over to our website. Fun fact, yours is actually backwards because we have to flip you, but oh, his says camera. you don't know Jack, so we thought it was clever. We think we're funny. Because my name's Jack. In case you didn't know that. Well, in case they missed the intro, I don't know where they're, they might skip ahead. There's an arrow pointing to your face oh, with your that? name. Oh, we're on that screen? Yes. Oh, okay, well, some people need a little push. And that's perfectly fine, so. So we are talking about the forbidden topic the Canadian election. Why is it forbidden? Because we've, we've received, talked about it a lot. I know, but we've received comments from Canadians and they're like, oh, harumph, how dare, how dare Americans talk about the Canadian election? Because that's what happens on the internet. People completely unqualified to talk about things get to talk about things. Just like us. And share their opinions. Isn't like, it wonderful? Like all the lovely Instagram messages oh we receive gosh. where people share their opinions and we're just like, good for you. Which please, if you're watching this and you want to send us an Instagram message, please DM me. We love it. We're very sarcastic. Well, but we're not mean. To the I rude promise ones. we're not mean. We're, we're sarcastic to the rude ones. Yes. Which is fun. We really like it. But the Canadian election. This comes from the 538, five things to watch in Canada's big election. And for those who don't know, the election is today. Yes. So it's always an election year if you know where to look. This time it's up north. Canada heads to the polls today to decide whether to elect Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to another term. Think of this election like a U.S. presidential and congressional election all rolled into one. I feel like we've made that comparison before because, again, we're idiots on the Internet who don't get to or who have opinions about things mm -hmm. we probably have no business having opinions on. And we literally had to make the, the comparison between our politics and their politics that, like, they're basically electing senators and representatives and their president all at the same time. Which is what we do every four years. That's true. Mm -hmm. But they just have a different process. And theirs is cool. So. It's a little different. And I mean, I love it's, Canada. It's very similar, but it, it's slightly different. <clears throat> Under Canada's parliamentary system, each of Canada's 338 electoral districts will elect a member of parliament using normal first-past-the-post plurality rules. And the leader of the party that wins control of parliament will become the new prime minister. Right now, the election looks like a close race between Trudeau's center-left Liberal Party and the center-right Conservative Party. But Canada's many smaller parties could play decisive roles as well. Here are five questions we'll be looking to get answered as the results roll in starting tonight. Ah, question one. Did Trudeau end his own political career? Jennifer, what do you think? Did he end his own political career? 
You know, if you had asked me that a few weeks ago, I probably would have said yes, or at least maybe, mm -mm. just because people were throwing gravel at him at rallies and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to think, and based on some of the, the exit polls that were happening, I guess, some numbers that we've seen, mm -hmm. maybe not. Every, early. Everyone seems to still be wanting to stick with him, so... I'd agree with you um, on on the first part. From everything we've read over the last couple of weeks, it sounded like it was going to be difficult, right? You mentioned, you know, the the anti-vax protesters, but then there was also the debacle with Afghanistan, in which people were coming out against him, saying he was not doing enough for the Canadian soldiers or the Canadian citizens mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, which was only a few days after he announced the snap election. Yeah. So, which, if I was Trudeau, I would be so pissed with the U.S. right are you now. Joking? <laughs> like that scene from The Office. I will kill you. Uh, the biggest question, of course, is whether Trudeau will survive as prime minister, and if he is ousted, it could go down as one of the biggest self-owns in political history. Well, I've been calling it a flex from the beginning. Like that's all this was. It was a flex, mm -hmm. and you know. If that flex does not pan out, then maybe. I'm not a scientist, but usually when someone flexes, it does not work out. So we'll I don't see. have any research to back that up. Of course. That's my uh, my, my street knowledge. We'll have our, our first anecdotal evidence to back us up. That's because Canada wasn't originally scheduled to hold a vote. We know this. Trudeau chose to hold an election in response to the polls showing that the liberals with a solid solid lead uh, would be able to to obtain a majority maybe the strong polls gave trudeau hope that the liberals could win a majority in a snap election but after the election was greenlit in august the polls immediately tightened and the conservatives even briefly took the lead making trudeau's decision look like a huge miscalculation we actually looked at those numbers gosh a week ago two weeks ago at this point something like that uh and yeah that at that point the conservatives did have a more solid lead it was so, a, not a solid it solid was a lead, small but lead. it was a small lead but they were in the lead right even after their like main candidate's little debacle with his gun rights thing but oh yeah that was weird mm -hmm. but i don't know if if you're canadian are you you're not voting for the prime minister. I mean, you technically are if you're voting for the the members of parliament who whose leader is that person. Mm -hmm. But is that really what's driving your decision, or are you more concerned with who you're voting for as your local parliamentary person? I guess that is a question for the comment box down below. If you are Canadian, how does this work? Right, because if you live in a certain district and you're like, well, I, I like this Liberal Party guy, but I don't want Trudeau to be the Prime Minister, so I'm going to vote for the Conservative Party guy. I don't see that happening. No. But then I guess if you're voting for the Liberal person, you're also maybe voting for the for Trudeau. Maybe you're supporting him. Or maybe you're more of like, hey, maybe the Green Party looks more like a representation of who I am. I don't know. Yeah. But it also seems like, you know, in, instead of like us, where we vote for each individual person. So like we will vote for our senator, we will vote for our representative, and we will vote for our president. They kind of just have to like back their party. I may be misunderstanding this. No, no, you're and right. And then hope for the best. Like, and then trust that 
it's like if we trusted our representatives and our senators mm -hmm. to put our president in place. Basically. Right. I mean, that's how we used to do it. Think about it like this. So, I mean, you're right. But another way to think about it is back in the day, we didn't used to vote for senators. It was the oh, yeah. House of Representatives who then selected a senator for that state or, or two senators for that state. And then we changed it, I think, back in the 60s or something like that. But that's kind of how it works, right? You vote for the, the parliamentary person would be similar to the representative and they would both vote for. So I don't know how I would feel about that. Because it also sounds like the prime minister candidates have like the biggest voice. Like mm -hmm. they're the ones doing the majority of the campaigning. Right. So it's like, bro, you might not even be the person they, they pick. But, but I guess it's mm -hmm. kind of an unspoken, like, yeah, we're going to pick you. But it's not too dissimilar because if you're voting for, let's say in the United States, if you're voting for the Democrat representative, you're most likely going to vote for the Democrat president as well. That's true. So maybe it's not too different. It's the illusion of choice. Here. Yeah, I think that's a better way to put it. Yeah. It seems like we have more choice. Things are looking a bit better for the prime minister now, however. Canada has two prominent 538 style election forecasters, Felipe Fournier of 338 and Eric Grenier, who writes the newsletter the writ and runs the poll tracker for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And as of Sunday evening, they gave liberals a 68% chance and 75% chance of winning the most seats respectively. However, it looks pretty unlike that, unlikely that Trudeau will get his coveted majority government. There is only a 15 to 17% chance that liberals win 170 or more seats. And that's what everything we read over the last couple of weeks is that they're most likely not going to get the majority, but there's a possibility that they'll get a minority. And that was why the party was sort of not in favor of this snap election. And they were mm -hmm. kind of like, I will kill you because <laughs> they were like, bro, we already don't have like the majority mm -hmm. and we could even lose seats That's true. with you doing this. So mm -hmm. like, this is not the time or the place. And I might be wrong, but I remember reading that there was the possibility that if they get another minority, they're already in the minority. But if they get another minority, then there's the possibility that Trudeau could be ousted. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that, but I don't see it coming up again. So maybe yeah. that's different or it's changed or something. I'm not sure. So Poll Tracker is estimating that 154 or 147 seats are estimated to go to the Liberals. Am I reading that right? In fact, oh, okay. So what yeah. they're saying is Poll maybe- Poll Tracker is uh -huh. saying they'll get 154 and Canada, 338 Canada is getting 100, saying 147, which right. is less than the 155 they currently hold. I gotcha. So two, how will the Conservatives do under their new leader? This is also a high-risk, high-reward election for the Conservative Party. Aaron O'Toole, who is the leader, was chosen as the Conservative leader just last year. That's got to be embarrassing because you know that the other leader is still there, probably. Um, while O'Toole was initially unpopular with the Canadian public, his centrist persona has helped make the party more competitive. These days, the poll tracker gives conservatives an average seats projection of 118 and a 25% chance of winning the most seats, while 338 Canada is a little more optimistic for them. 
estimating 127 seats and a 31% chance of winning the majority. So while the likeliest outcome is that they will stand pat, I guess that means stand firm, yeah, or make only small gains, they are still only a normal polling error away from becoming the biggest party in the House of Commons. On the flip side, though, there is still a significant chance that they lose seats, which could cost O'Toole his job as party leader. How does that work? Do they say, like, oh, because we lost seats, we don't longer want you? Or, I or guess is there, so. like, literally a rule that says if you lose seats, you're out as the party leader? I can't. Full disclosure, I don't know. This is just my opinion. We're not Canadian. This is how I would make it work. Like, again, because if it feels like as an outsider it feels like they do the majority of the campaigning mm -hmm. and of the like they're the face right right then if you lose like why would we make you the face anymore mm -hmm. so and and obviously the the leader of the the party seems to be the one who gets put up for like the prime minister seat mm -hmm. so again if you're the face and you failed us mm -hmm. why would we make you the face anymore yeah i think that's how it works so i'm also curious though if say the 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 conservative party wins the most seats could they then also be like you know aaron we don't really like you um we're gonna go with someone else as the prime minister i think they could i think that's the concern for trudeau as well is that like oh his maybe folks that's... could still mm -hmm. get in mm -hmm. and still like get i guess to put up for the prime minister maybe that's the concern for if they get another minority they'll say you know justin you've done great but listen you're not doing too hot them. yeah mm -hmm. so again i don't know how that works that's my opinion so here's the thing that's okay i've watched this instagram video multiple times and it's those guys on the streets and they come up and they ask people questions and the one i watched today it's like they walk up to people and they're like hey who was the first president and like people are like oh i don't know who it is but you have to imagine if they're asking someone who's not from this country who's the first president how the heck are they gonna know i don't know the first i president don't know the of, first president of canada i don't know the first president of any other country i only know justin trudeau because he's dreamy yeah and i can't even tell you what number prime minister he is no do i even know what number president biden is? Fifth, uh 46 <laughs> I couldn't have told ah. you that. I could not have told you that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm a terrible American. If they gave out the test, like everybody always wants to do, like, oh, well, give people from other countries a test and see if they know that, shoot, I would fail. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I think it's funny when they, when like the um, people become nationalized or they become U.S. citizens and they, they have, have to take, take that test. test. And I then they do like the, the, the test on the street and people don't know it. Don't know it. Yeah. How many seats will the new Democrats gain? Ah, and the New Democrats, they're the, the, uh, the um, more liberal party, or I guess further liberal than the liberal party. Yeah. Canada differs from the U.S. in that an analysis of its election can't stop with just two dominant parties. The left-wing New Democrat Party is also a major player. In fact, it could be the biggest beneficiary of this election. The poll tracker and 338 Canada are forecasting that the NDP will win 34 and 32 seats, respectively, up from 24 in the previous parliament. And that's true, too, because they can vote, right? Everyone votes on mm -hmm. who the new prime minister is. So if they're like, yo, we don't like Trudeau, 
then they're not going to vote for Trudeau. You, yeah, we're not getting you the giving you the votes. So, and honestly, why? I don't know. I I don't live in Canada. I don't know anything about the the different candidates other than maybe Trudeau. I know a little of O'Toole. We've read a little bit about O'Toole. So. A little bit, but he seems to be more of a centrist, at least what they say. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Green Party would want to work with someone like that other than rather than Trudeau, maybe. That's true. I don't know. That's largely thanks to the charisma of NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. We've read a little about him as well. Nevertheless, the NDP has still struggled to break into the first tier. If it trails the liberal and conservatives by double digits in the polls, and the mo- and the forecasters give the party virtually no chance of winning the most seats. I think that much is obvious. But at least they have a voice. I mean, that's true. An official voice. Because, I mean, we have, like, we literally just have the two-party system. And I know, I know, everyone's going to, I'm going to come in, people are going to come in the, Congre- in the comments mm-hmm. and be like, we don't have two-party system. Yeah, we do. So, sorry, that was a little aggressive. Um, no, I mean, we you don't have anyone else in Congress who is not Democrat or Republican. Then you have people who, like Bernie Sanders, who mm-hmm. I guess could kind of be likened to the new Democrat, right. you know, far, far left-leaning. And then you have other people, yes. I think he maybe not so more, right. not anymore. But then you have, like, more people who kind of advertise themselves in the middle and then, you know, this, that, and the other. But ultimately like a green party candidate or someone who's actually like they're only gonna still be able to really unless they're doing their jobs well they're gonna be able to run with what their party says and what their their the democrats or the republicans say Mm -hmm. so i feel like they at least still have more of an official voice in right they have 32 seats at least 32 seats is 32 seats and that's out of 338 they still get to like say this is our position Mm -hmm. and our 32 votes are going to go to our position Mm -hmm. where it gives them bargaining power Mm -hmm. which we don't have well that's kind of like what the squad is doing whether you like the squad or not because they're a squad despite the fact that they're in the democratic party they're they're a team of four and there's probably some others that are tagged on there as well but because they're kind of bound together in that fashion, that gives them leverage because it's not just like one person saying, we're for these policies. You have a group of people saying, we're for this policy. So it's almost as if they've created their own party within the party. They're also kind of the bullies that I was referring to, though. Like, you either go with the squad or you don't go with the squad, and then the squad's going to, like, oh, my God, they're literal, like, the mean girls. They're the plastics. Well, I mean, that was their plan the whole time. Right. They even said we're going in to oppose the, the, the establishment or Nancy Pelosi or whatever, whether that's still true. But anyway, but my point is, yeah, I mean, you know, that's true. the more bargaining power you have, the more people, the, the better off you are. And I did just look it up because I, I was pretty sure. But Bernie Sanders is the longest serving independent in U.S. congressional history. Good for him. Although he has close relationships with the Democratic Party. That's that's what it says. Uh, with the so we got one. Well, you also have two. I think um, I think the woman from Maine mm-hmm. is an independent as well. Mm-hmm. The senator, um, I can't remember her name, but everyone was upset with her a couple of years ago. Will the nascent right wing parties be a factor? Honestly, the probably. 
Um, like the U.S., Canada, like the U.S., Canada's right wing has gotten increasingly vocal in recent years. Actually, I take that back. No, I don't think they're because I think we looked at some poll numbers and they're really, really small. And I don't think they have as many seats as, for instance, the, the Green Party. Yeah. Right. A new party called the Maverick Party. Well, that's interesting. Which advocates for the secession. Oh, of conservative parts of Western Canada is running candidates in 29 ridings. I guess those are seats, mostly in the rural inland provinces of Alberta and Saskatchewan. I can say that word because I'm from Pennsylvania, right? So we got what? What, what do we have? Uh, Allegheny and uh, whatever, all those Native American mm -hmm. locations. Which is funny because we get people from not in Pennsylvania and they cannot pronounce these at all. Lehigh and, and whatnot. Um, that's interesting. They're, so they're advocates for secession. The riding is the electoral district. Okay. They explained it. How many uh, people? Farther up in the article. How many people in Canada are like, hey, how about secession? Is that like. I mean, that's a thing here because we've had secession before. So it's yeah. like, well, maybe it could happen again. But yeah, it sounds good. Let's do that. But Canada? All right. It's going to um, happen everywhere. I mean, if, I don't know, whatever. And former conservative cabinet minister Maxine Brainer recently splintered off to form the People's Party of Canada, which was originally known for its climate change skepticism and hardline stance against immigration, but this year has become a vessel for opposition to coronavirus lockdowns, mask mandates, and vaccines. That's really weird. Okay, so to answer their question, no, I don't think they will have any. Right. No, I don't. I, I think yeah. it's too out there. Yeah, I think they're there too. I mean, the Green Party is is kind of out there, but it's also currently mainstream in a way. Just like here, right? You have more mainstream than those like three little pockets that they're talking about. Like, right. choo, choo, choo. I mean, if you go to any college campus, they have what the Democratic Socialists of America. So yeah. it's more mainstream than. Than the, I guess these would be far right, I suppose. But I just think it's so odd that they're against immigration. Like, I can see being against illegal immigration. Yeah. But Canada doesn't like, really have illegal immigration. Period. It sounds like they're against immigration. Like, no, don't let anybody in. Right. I mean, immigration's great. But, I mean, that's weird. Um. Anyway. Unless you're like full, like I can see if you're like you're like full, like Florida. Don't come to Florida. We are full. Yeah, um, like you can't move, and the malls are always packed, and you're just like, come on, guys. The I'm sorry, our roads, our roads are insane. I four is ridiculous. Don't come here. Everyone says that. I've I've never had a problem God, on I four ever. Um, what time are you driving? <laughs> all day, anytime, midnight. Okay. Midnight. I don't. At the end of the day, beginning of the day. It's like when I usually leave here. It's like ten o'clock, mm -hmm. and I drive four seventeen, yeah. and it's like clear. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I got when I left the other day after right. work. It's like five o'clock. It was so backed up. I was like, yeah, this is this is not typical for me. It was awful. Maybe anyway. I'm not even driving I four. I don't even know these roads to be honest with you. I use Google Maps, and it's like get on this road. I'm like, okay. I don't know where I am, but this is a breeze. Uh, and number five, will we get another counter-majoritarian result? Probably. In the previous Canadian election in 2019, Trudeau was actually re-elected while losing the national popular vote. 
The Liberals won 33.1% of the vote to the Conservatives 34.3%. Okay, okay, but that's popular vote, and that doesn't matter. Uh, but the Liberals won, right, because, I mean, they're voted based on Parliament, so who cares? Yeah. Um, but the Liberals won the most seats because unlike in the U.S., Canadian geography puts the right at a disadvantage. The places in Canada where one party runs up the biggest margins are not liberal cities, but conservative rural areas. In 2019, every candidate who got 70% of the vote or more was a conservative. It's possible the same thing could happen in 2021. The liberals and the conservatives are locked in a virtual tie in the polls at around 31 to 32%. That said, the liberals are still favored to carry the most seats in that configuration because of the conservatives' vote inefficiency. In fact, Grenier recently estimated that the conservatives will need to win the most or the national popular vote by more than three points to be favored to win the most seats. So essentially what he's saying is that uh, you just need to get more votes in other areas outside mm -hmm. of the rural areas, and then you'll pick up more seats, and there, then, then you'll win the, the, the prime minister. However, it's worth noting that the combined vote of the liberals and the NDP, whose voters generally prefer Trudeau to O'Toole, okay, so I was wrong, as their second choice, will surely far exceed the conservative vote. So conservatives winning the most seats with only a plurality of the votes could also be considered a counter-majoritarian outcome. Splitting, oh, uh, outcome, the possibility of vote splitting has led to many calls for election reform in Canada, but they have not gained traction. But there's a twist. Oh, I love a twist. Thanks to the quirks of the parliamentary system, it's possible that the conservatives could win the most seats and Trudeau would remain the prime minister. Well, that's weird. Uh, unlike an American president, Trudeau remains prime minister unless he resigns or is defeated in the House of Commons. And it's possible that the NDP would side with the liberals to keep Trudeau in power. Okay, oh. so the liberals could get a minority, but combined with the Green Party, they could get more votes. Not the Green Party, New the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, the New Democratic Party. Um, more, they could get more votes than the conservatives and keep him in power. Yeah. I thought they were the Green Party. Who's the Green Party then? No, I think there's also a Green Party. Stop it. Stop it, Canada. Don't You're confusing stop it. me. No, Canada. Keep going. Um, you do you. Don't let him bully you. Coalition governments are rare in Canada. So the, I guess the coming together of two different parties to... Mm -hmm. So Trudeau would probably only try to cling to power in this way if the circumstances were perfect, namely if liberals could come a come a come a very close second to conservatives in the overall seat count. But it does mean that Trudeau's chance of staying prime minister are probably higher than the 68 to 75 percent chance that the liberals have of winning the most seats. Then again, re-election in this way would hardly be a win for Trudeau, as it would put him in a very precarious situation, which could lead to more governmental dysfunction and thus perhaps another premature election as soon as next year. So my next question. Mm -hmm. They just re-elected him last year, right? In 2020 or 2019? 2019. Because mm -hmm. they're, yeah, two years. So 2019, 2020, and they're, ever, they're four years as well, right? Four-year terms? 
I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. So 2023, they would be up for another election anyway. Mm -hmm. So does that mean, even if he wins this year, Mm -hmm. he still has to go up for re-election in 2023, or do we start over? I think I asked you this a couple weeks ago. You probably did. Um, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would assume that it's it it starts over because it's yeah. an election. It just doesn't seem very efficient. And I don't think they have term limits either. Or I think we read that they do. You, you can only serve for eight years? Or maybe no. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But a term limit... Well, I guess a term limit would decide, but... Well, the term limit is four years, but how many of those do they get? I don't think they – I think I remember. I think it's infinite. Right, because you have some prime ministers. So if I look at the history of prime ministers, there's like 21 years, 18 years, 15 years. So it's unlimited, but they get a term limit of four years. You still have to run for a re-election. Every four years. Every four years. Right, right. So. Right, because I was reading the other week about um, Angela Merkel, the prime minister of Germany, mm-hmm. and she's been in office for like, I don't know, well over 10 years i remember talking about her in like high school Mm -hmm. because i took a german class and our german teacher would always say hello to our class by going angela miracle um okay but let us know in the comment section down below who do you think is poised to win the canadian election on all fronts, yeah. whether it's the most seats or who is actually going to end up being the prime minister. And who do you want? Because for us, Americans, oh, oh goodness, we don't really care. Well, I care because I just want to keep seeing Trudeau in the news. So, If he is no longer the prime minister, I keep telling you, if he's no longer the prime minister, then he has more time to potentially spend with you. That is true. So, Justin, if you're watching, he Jennifer's is number is 407. I don't know. I don't... He is married. I don't judge. Don't do that, Trudeau. Don't. You are very dreamy, though, and hi. Anyway. On that note, we'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to do all the social media stuff. Oh, yeah. All that. And buy our stuff. Yeah. If you want. We're not, like, forcing you here, but. Mm, we'll start. Bye.